Just as we all predicted, the third Blue Jackets player to score a hat-trick this season was, in fact, Eric Robinson. No, that's not right. Actually, yes, it is. We're going to talk about that today on Locked on Blue Jackets, as well as the other trade that was made yesterday, uh, sending Gus Nyquist to the Minnesota Wild. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked on Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to bring you news stories, uh, the trials, the tribulations, the good, the bad, and the ugly about your favorite team on mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day. Every day, Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. We are over on YouTube. So uh, if you haven't hit subscribe over there, please feel free to do so. A ton of videos have gone out over the past couple of days about uh, the game we're going to discuss today, about the trades, about what's coming next for the Blue Jackets. We've got draft coverage coming up. So please feel free to uh, head on over there and hit the subscribe button. I don't know why I'm gesturing that way, like the the YouTube channel is to my left. But uh, let's let's talk about last night. Uh, We talked... Earlier today slash uh, yesterday, uh, as of recording this, it is uh, Wednesday night. But we talked yesterday about the um, the Gavrikov Corpsalo trade uh, that probably will have changed again by the time this episode goes live. On account of apparently they're actively shopping Jonathan Quick, maybe he'll get traded as this podcast is being recorded. Who's to say? But uh, they made another move. They traded Gus Nyquist to the Minnesota Wild for a fifth-round pick. We're going to talk a little bit about that in a second. Uh, and they also picked up a win over the Buffalo Sabres, um, a 5-3 to three win. They almost screwed it up, but they didn't. They held on. Uh, Eric Robinson with his first career hat-trick, um, his first hat-trick as an adult, apparently. Uh, he didn't have one in the minors or in college, so that's, uh, that's fun. So his last hat-trick must have been, I believe he played high school hockey actually. Um, So love to see that uh, really good game. Like I said, they almost messed it up. Um, It was 4-1 going into the third period and the Sabres scored two quick-ish goals. It was uh, 4-3 Blue Jackets with 9.46 left in the third and then the Sabres just kind of kept piling it on um, until Eric Robinson finally put the puck in the net for the empty net, uh, for the hat-trick goal, excuse me. Um, but like I said, for the most part, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, I think there was lots to like about that game. Uh, really great to see Kent Johnson get back on the score sheet. It's been a minute for him. Uh, his last goal was, oh, it's been a minute. Uh, his last goal was Feb 16th against, uh, Winnipeg, which I believe was a game winner. That might be that might be incorrect, but uh, that was that was his last goal. So great to see him get back on the score sheet. It's been a little bit of a cold stretch for him, but like I said, really really great to see him back on the score sheet. I have liked him with Line A a lot actually. Um, they're both playing on the wing at the minute. 
they have kind of had a little bit of a rotating cast of centers. They've had Cole Sillinger there. They've had Jack Roslovic there. Um, I like Sillinger better than Roslovic. I don't think anyone's surprised by that. But those two players together, I think, is really fun. And it means that they can have uh, Marchenko with Goudreau, which is, again, really, really fun. I like that pairing a lot. All the Blue Jackets have to do is get the center to go in between, or ideally two centers to go in between those guys. Um, I don't hate Boone Jenner up there, but I do think he is much more suited to a, thir- a second or a third line role. So we'll see what comes of that. Um, and we'll see what comes of, of the play for the rest of the season. But the top six, 10 out of 10. Really, really like that. Um, one thing of note... Uh, Johnny Gaudreau played a season low last night. Uh, it was 13.04. Um, he missed a couple of games, uh, not this week, but last week, I believe. Uh, it would have been the weekend game, so it would have been Edmonton and Minnesota. I could be wrong, or it was the Arizona-Minnesota games, and then he played Edmonton-Minnesota. I'm, I'm not sure exactly when he missed the games, but he missed part of the se- he missed part of the second period when he got hit, came back, finished the third, and then missed a couple of games. So I wonder, is that still bothering him a little bit? Are they trying to like manage his injury? I'd like to think so. Um, there was no kind of, last time he played a season low, uh, the beat reporters asked about it. So hopefully that's not a similar thing of, oh, we need Gaudreau to be better because I think he's been pretty great for the Blue Jackets in general um, this season and also, like, just always. Um, he didn't get on the score sheet last night, but I think he's been, like I said, I think he's been good. And hopefully this is just a lingering injury problem and not that the coach thinks that they need more out of Johnny Gaudreau because that seems silly. Um, another ice time note before we go into uh, talking about special teams. Andrew Peake played 27.09 last night uh, or Monday night. Uh, Erica Branson played 24.24. That's going to be... That's just going to be business as usual, I think, uh, for basically the entire... Uh, the entire rest of the season with obviously Wierenski out with Bean out uh, with Gavrikov traded. It really is just going to be Andrew Peake, Erica Branson carrying the load. And then the other guys will get some ice time probably. And Nick Blankenberg is sitting at almost 19 minutes. He had two, two primary assists in Monday's game, which you love to see it. Uh, he again, continues to just impress every time he's on the ice, won a board battle against six, five Owen power. Um, just a really, really great fun player. Uh, and Bayreuther, Boquist, and Tim Burney exist, I guess. Uh, Adam Boquist is still getting, like, the lowest ice time of all the defensemen, which seems confusing to me, but whatever. I'm not the head coach of this team. I don't make the rules. If I did, it would be very different around here. But we'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. We're also going to talk about special teams and goaltending. That's coming up next on Locked on Blue Jackets. But first, I've got to tell you all about FanDuel. Because the midway point of the NBA season is here. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. And no customers, new customers, excuse me, are going to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That means if your first bet doesn't win, you get bonus bets back up to a grand. 
just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. You can buy everything from the money line to point scorers, three strained. If you want to put some money on uh, where Jonathan Quick finishes the season, you can do that, I bet, at FanDuel. And they let you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Speaking of, of betting, uh, if you'd put money on the Blue Jackets scoring power play goal to open the scoring, I would have said, no, you're crazy. That's that's not, that's nonsense. Um, they scored on, I believe, the only power play of the game. Uh, it was a pretty low, low event uh, special teams affair. Buffalo took one penalty uh, and the Blue Jackets made them pay. And then the Blue Jackets took three penalties, uh, one in the second, uh, two in the third. One was too many men, which is, again, my it's, I think it's my favorite of the penalties, um, which uh, the Sabres scored on the too many men one, I believe. And then they killed, big kill, uh, when Sean Corelli served that tripping penalty against Jack Quinn at 15.02 of the third. But honestly, the special teams continue to, to look a little bit better. Um, it's been kind of a rough stretch for both the power play and the penalty kill, but it looks like they might be kind of, March is a weird time to go to start training upward, but it feels like the Blue Jackets are starting to do that. Um, the Sabres had them beat in face-off percentage and shots on goal, but the Blue Jackets beat them in goals on the scoreboard, which is what counts. Um like I said, shout out to Eric Robinson for a great game. Boone Jenner had two points. Nick Blankenberg had two points. Um, but for me, the MVP of that game, I think, was Albus Muslikins. Um, He made 38 of 41 saves for a 927, which is probably one of his better attempts this season. Uh, got a little bit hairy at the end, allowing those two goals uh, late-ish. But... For the first two periods, he really, really shut it down. Um, I think he had like 29 of 30 saves going into the third period. You know, so again, really great to see. Um, and with Corpusalo out of the picture, with Jonathan Quick, kind of a question mark. Um, with Neil Tarasov, kind of a question mark. The Blue Jackets need Elvis to be on his A game, especially at this point in the season. So we'll see... How that continues, hopefully he keeps on improving, keeps on going, um, fingers crossed. But like I said, he's been kind of quietly playing some pretty good hockey over the past couple of weeks. Uh, it was nice to finally see him rewarded uh, in this game. And also, I believe the uh, the Toronto game uh, as well, he has... In his last five starts, uh, he has a 927, a 932, an 880, a 906, and an 897. Like, I will I will take that. Um, he is, I believe, 2-1-2 two, 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 in that stretch. So points in his four of his last five starts. He's had a Sutton above 900 save percentage for three of those starts. Um, he has allowed three goals in all five of his last five starts, which is not ideal. But when you look at the number of shots he's facing, it's uh, 
41, 44, 25, 32, 29. So, you know, he's facing an average of about 30 shots a game. So, you know, allowing three goals, like that's that's a 900. That's average goaltending. I'll take that. Um, the big thing for me with Elvis is finishing the season strong, going away, having a good offseason, coming back in October and being the goaltender that the Blue Jackets need him to be because by trading Corpus Allo away, like that, there goes the safety net. They kind of have been bouncing back and forth for a couple of seasons now about, well, it's a ta- like the first season, Elvis's rookie season, it was basically a tandem. Then it was, well, Elvis has the higher cap hit, uh, despite the fact that they're both signed to one-year extensions. Then it was, Elvis gets the five-year extension, but Corpus Allo signs an ex- a one-year extension as well. It feels a little bit like a safety net or a training wheels. You know, you've got to ride the bike at some point. And this feels to me like the organization, especially if they're talking about moving Jonathan Quick somewhere else, or even if he doesn't move somewhere else, he's, he's uh, a UFA at the end of the season, almost certainly is not going to stay in Columbus uh, for various reasons. This is the organization pushing, <laughs> pushing Elvis Muslikins into the swimming pool and hoping he can swim. You know, uh, I don't know if it's going to work, but they had to do it sooner or later. So it is what it is. Uh, and we'll, we'll have to kind of keep monitoring. Elvis played a lot last season. Like, especially, um, I talked about this on yesterday's episode. He played, like, 13 games last April. Uh, He played all but one. I think he played all but one games in March as well. Um, He played a lot of hockey down the stretch last year. And I could see him doing the same again this year. And hopefully that gives him something to build on. But he's going to have to be the guy in Columbus next season. Like, there's no no Corpusalo. Um, to support there's no kind of veteran goalie to jump in and help out like it's it's Elvis's net or it's T- Daniil Tarasov's net and I think they have really found a gem in Daniil Tarasov is he ready yet no I don't think so but next season if Elvis isn't the guy there's a guy right there knocking on his door to be that guy and I don't know that he can survive having another bad season so they need Elvis to really they need Elvis to be the guy uh, the, to finish this season and to start next season, at least. Um, in a minute, we're going to quickly go over the Gus Nyquist trade, which feels like it happened a million years ago at this point. Uh, that's coming up next on Locked on Blue Jackets. But first, no matter how the last game went, anytime you take the field, you've got a shot at greatness. And you've got to give your team the best shot by winning more recruiting MVPs with Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. It's the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or you don't pay. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites helping you find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process. Find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match assessments and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Plus, you only pay for quality applications that meet your must-have requirements. I have been unlucky enough to have to uh, job hunt over the past few years, multiple times, and I only use Indeed. Like, that's the only job. That's the only job site that I look on, and uh, 
It's the only job site that a lot of people look on. So start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash locked on. Offer is valid through March 31st. Once again, that is indeed.com slash locked on to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And speaking of, of hiring, I guess, in a, in a very roundabout way, the Minnesota Wild have uh, traded for Gus Nyquist. Gus, uh, I believe, is scheduled to be out the rest of the season. However, playoffs are definitely an option, and I think that's what the Wild are hoping for, that he can be kind of a playoff boost for them. Uh, the Blue Jackets only got a fifth-round pick in return. Uh, now, I know that Earlier yesterday, or earlier Monday, excuse me, the NHL sent a memo to all 32 teams basically saying that they're going to be looking at trades for injured players like Gus Nyquist to make sure that teams are not trading for these players to try and circumvent the cap and basically put them on IR until the playoffs start and then immediately kucheroving them, you know, Uh, which is extremely funny considering the NHL has had a bunch of, like, uh, what it, Nashville is retaining 4% of Matthias Ekholm's salary, so Edmonton can fit him under the cap. Like, that feels to me like cap circumvention, way more than trading for an injured player who might be able to play and might not is. So that likely drove down Gus, uh, Nyquist's value. The fifth-round pick is not the return I wanted for a player like Nyquist. Um, honestly, I was looking, hoping, for a second or a third. Um, that was before he got injured. Obviously, I'm not suggesting they should have traded a second round pick for a player that might not even be able to play for them. But uh, an extra pick is an extra pick. I'm glad that they got something for Nyquist. Uh, I I really like Gus Nyquist. I have liked him as a Blue Jacket. He's been a really underrated guy. He's been kind of the perfect veteran player for this team. He's played all through the lineup. He's played on the top line. He's played in the depth positions. He was one of two guys to play all 82 games last season when everyone got injured. You know, he's been just a consummate professional the entire time. He, I think, was second in the league in shorthanded goals last season. Like, he's done some really good stuff for the Blue Jackets. And I think he's been a good veteran guy. He's played with a lot of the young players and, you know, been that present in the way that they wanted him to. Um And so, you know, when he was first signed, I was like, man, that cap, it seems a little steep. But at the end of the contract, I am extremely happy with Nyquist's tenure as a Blue Jacket. I wish him the best in Minnesota. And honestly, if he turned around and came straight back to Columbus in the offseason, I would not be upset at all. Do I think he will? Maybe, maybe not. Um, I don't know that the Blue Jackets have room for him, uh, especially in the top six maybe not even the top nine, depending on how, how the offseason goes, et cetera, et cetera. But all the best to Gus Nyquist. Uh, I think he's, like I said, I think he's been a phenomenal Blue Jacket. And I hope that with that fifth round pick, they can draft someone that has, you know, half as much professionalism and joy for the game that Nyquist does. So that's, uh, that's three players on their way out of Columbus already. Uh, I know that apparently... People are saying Columbus isn't done. There's a lot of whispers about Jacob Chikrin, which we're going to talk about uh, in a future episode because I'm running out of time for this episode. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. The Red Wings might be making a push for him. There's talk about St. Louis making a push for him. I don't know what's going to happen with Jacob Chikrin yet, but the Blue Jackets are not done yet, apparently. Uh, They're trying to 
move Jonathan Quick, uh, who apparently, reportedly, not super happy with this trade. But again, I don't know if that's unhappy to be traded to Columbus, unhappy to be traded to a bad team, unhappy to be traded at all for a guy that, you know, played his entire career in LA, must suck to be traded with, you know, 20 games left of your career, ostensibly. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Like I said, by the time I, by the time this episode airs, there might be a move made. By the time this I'm done recording, there might be a move made. Um, because I, I do not look at my phone while recording because I am very stupid and easily distracted. So I have no idea what's gone on in the 20 and a half minutes since I hit the record button. But I would expect Jonathan Quick to be moved. Um, I would expect a goaltender to come back in return. Who that is, I don't know. Where he goes, I don't know. But I don't think that Albus and Jack Reeves is the tandem that this team needs down the stretch. I think that could harm Reeves's uh, development. I think they need someone a little bit more um, sturdy and proven behind Elvis for the rest of this season. If not, Elvis is going to be playing, again, like 24 of the last 25 games, which feels like a bad move. But that's all I've got for you today. Tomorrow, uh, we will be doing a prospect profile. Uh, I recorded these last week with Sam McGilligan uh, of McKean's Hockey. Uh, so we're going to be talking about Edward Charley, a Czech player, a teammate of David Juracek's at the World Juniors, uh, unless any kind of crazy trade stuff happens, in which case that will be superseded by that. But the plan is to do a draft profile for tomorrow's episode. And then uh, Monday, we'll get right back to it with uh, game recaps and previews and all that fun stuff. I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find the podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jacket. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Every day, Locked on Blue Jackets continues to be free and available on all podcast platforms. We're also over on YouTube. So uh, if you want to hit subscribe over there, I would certainly appreciate it. Uh, It is not mandatory, but it is definitely, uh, I am very grateful for everyone who's subscribed already. And uh, to you, if you have not subscribed yet, then uh, I will be very grateful to you if you do hit that button. But like I said, I will not think any less of you if you don't hit the button, but it will make me very happy if you do. And with that note, uh, I'm going to leave you. Enjoy your Tuesday. Thursday. It is Thursday tomorrow. Um, Enjoy your Thursday, and until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.